1: Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the Good Things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, Good Things wants to encourage you to go on an adventure in Mississippi, so go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And today, you can take your browser over to supertalktv.com. You'll see I'm not alone in the studio. i got a studio full of smiling faces. They are with Rosie's Community Garden. It's a four-acre with 36 raised beds and more, a community garden that's been for several years and up to some good stuff. And joining us is Michelle Harris, one of the founders, along with Martha and Mike, one of the volunteers. So welcome everybody.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: I feel like this is perfect time to have this conversation because everybody's gardens are blossoming and blooming things and we're harvesting our tomatoes and our cucumbers and all the mm-hmm. fun. And you guys are doing that, except you're not necessarily keeping it for yourself, you're giving it back to the community. So Michelle, we're gonna start with you. When did the idea of Rosie's Garden uh sort of start um we've been in
3: operation for over six years um it was started from a prize money at church and we want to do something my husband and i want to do something charitable with it so we decided to use some property that we had to start this garden and um, a chamber the ron county leadership committee adopted us and that kind of kicked off of the whole mission as far as raising money and building the structure and that way we, we actually relocated it because it got so big to the property that we saw now and that is four acres on uh, 161 Fannin lending circle it's on the north end of the reservoir it's probably about if you're familiar with that area about four or five miles down from palisades and um Our mission is to gather all people of all ages to grow fresh produce, and we give it away to food banks and shelters. And we found that um, the five different beneficiaries that we mainly um, give to are domestic violence shelters in Jackson and Pearl, mustard seed. Um, There's a community in Camden that is very needy that they have a kitchen they serve like um 86 meals a day and so they always love fresh produce to go along with it and
1: you probably have more places that would love to take it than you have groceries to, to give. Yeah. But I love this idea, Michelle, that, you know, you said you won uh, a little bit of seed money, pun intended, right? Yes, yes. And not everybody thinks of starting a community garden. I mean, it may be, hey, let me take that money and do something else so then I can then donate funds to food banks or whatever it may be. But where, what's your background in gardening? What, what made you think, you know, why not us grow the food and then give it away? Uh, Interesting
3: you say that. Um, I was not a gardening person at all. I'm actually a CPA by trade, and um, if you'd have told me 20 years ago that I was going to be digging in the dirt and loving it, I would have laughed because I didn't think that was something um, interesting at all. But um, now that I'm in it, I think it was just a calling that all of my skill sets of, you know, we've lived in this community for over 40 years, so we know a lot of people, and we've gotten gather a lot of people when we started supporting you know financially and just got people excited about it um so now i just i love it it's my passion my my husband um gets upset sometimes as much time i spend there but um he's he's definitely on board with a lot of things that he needs to do in the garden he has tractors and he loves the big equipment um top side of it and so anyway numbers actually have a lot to do with Gardening, Actually, I didn't realize. And so we've taken a lot of data. We um, we keep logs of how many people come. I would say since inception, we've had over 5000 people come. I mean, volunteers, volunteers from we might only see um, that person one time, but they came with a group for an event. We have um, Chick-fil-A uses their uses our garden as a leadership uh, building team like a retreat for them they they come out and bond together and they they do it on a sunday when they're closed and they've had a great time um and we've appreciated their time um blue cross blue shield has been a monthly um they bring donations of money and also volunteers to help so covid was um, a big blow to the garden i didn't know if we were going to be able to continue um There's so much work to do. And when they didn't come for over two and a half years... Um, your so
1: volunteers that kind of help you going because you and your husband have day jobs and keep it. You know, you can only imagine how much work it takes to keep up your, your backyard garden. Exactly. You've got four acres and 36 raised mm-hmm. beds. You need some more ha- helping hands with that, which you brought today. We have Martha and Mike who are joining us, too, here on Good Things. Ms. Martha, I'm going to start with you. You, you chuckled whenever mm-hmm. she said she had no gardening experience. I'm going to guess that's because if you see her now out in the dirt, it's like she's a master gardener, right?
2: <laughs> she's... Just, it, actually a master gardener she's taking the classes um Mm -hmm. to to be a master gardener but yes she she's incredible uh google her phone is never far away from her because we'll ask well how do you how deep do you plant these how she gets out and answer has the answer so how did you make your connection to rosie's garden Um, Michelle and I lived in the same neighborhood. Our neighborhood is directly across the street from and off of Fannin Landing Circle, and I knew Michelle a long time ago in the neighborhood. Uh, They bought the property uh, in that area, and then we kind of saw Rosie's Garden being started building you know what's the parking lot what's this going on and through neighbors and whatnot and got some information from michelle about what they were doing and at that time um well i was i was a school teacher elementary school teacher retired and i then my mother was very sick and i was tending to her but after all that was over i thought i would i've always been interested in gardening but my husband was raised on a um, it, 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 on a farm, and had to do it. Like had to do it, and and he said, "I'm not picking he said, one you know more You know, you buy those <laughs> at the like, grocery store, exactly. already ready for you. Not worth it to him. There's to be a lot out there. of generational gaps uh-huh. in in home gardens yes. because of that. Yeah, but I was a city girl and was never had that experience. So I I was always interested in it. So I, since I knew Michelle and was real close by, I it's one thing led to another, and uh, so i 've gotten real interested in it and um, How long have you been with the garden? 2018, I think it started in 2016. So I've st- About on board four years about now. Uh-huh.
1: All right, Mike, you're the only male she drugged to the <laughs> to the conversation today, but you are not the only male volunteer. I've actually had my hands in the and ro- the Rosie Garden start a time or two, couple several years ago, pre-COVID, if we want to do it that way. And there are plenty of men who get out there and help. But how did you get connected with uh, the
4: garden? Actually, I first came out to the garden. We we're taking pictures. The development right after she had the landscape. The architect come in and make the actual cross found foundation she heard that my son had a drone so we she contacted through neighbors friends in the area that hey can you come take some pictures some aerial so i said sure no problem so i came out and that's how i actually met you for the first time mm-hmm. since then uh, i work with the boy scouts of america and i'm the scout master of a local troop and we use rosie's garden as our benefit it's a Mutual benefit for both of us. We do a lot of Eagle Scout projects and work hours, service hours, and she provides the place, the labor, jobs needed Mm -hmm. that we can. So it's mutually beneficial for both of us. So we've been going strong ever since, I guess, about 2018. It was about that time.
1: Michelle, I'm glad Mike brought up the cross, the way that the um, 36 raised beds are sort of laid out. And I want to get to the fact that Rosie's special that's named after. Mm -hmm. So tell us the significance of of the name Rosie and then why you were intentional with the way you laid out the raised beds.
3: Um, Rosie was my mother-in-law, and she passed away over 20 years ago. But I was very close to her. Um, My husband was an only child, and she um, she loved to cook home vegetables. And she introduced me to grits and greens because I was actually born in Michigan and came to the South as a child, but had never eaten um, grits and greens. And that was her favorite thing to do is to cook fresh vegetables. And she was um, very active in, in the community. Her husband, um, after she passed away, he became a master gardener. Um, so without um his help i don't think we would have been able to start the garden um but rosie she like i said she was very very active and um the cross i did not actually design the cross however it was very i feel like divinely inspired um one of her really good friends um who owns powell landscapes terry powell he um he designed the group he came out to the land and he he had an inspiration he's very talented so when he sent me the email for the design, I opened it up that day on my phone and I was getting dressed. I needed a necklace to wear and I reached in this bag of jewelry that I had gotten from her um, estate and I picked out this cross. And it's um, it was actually a cross that was used as a fundraiser um, for a Catholic Charities and it's hands that are going towards the middle and the, in the middle is a heart. And that was exact design that he emailed me that morning. So I was like, oh, wow, you know, this was meant to be. So that's the significance of the design and how it's connected to Rose, Rosie.
1: And it's definitely was meant to be because you guys, over the last six years, like you said, 5,000 folks have come through the garden, no telling how much tonnage of vegetables has gone out. But we're just getting started with Michelle, Martha, and Mike. So stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Break me Hi. And I
4: love to live so pleasantly
5: Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon. For your glass needs, call 601-605-4443. Officials still on the scene with the accident from earlier. They're on the left shoulder, northbound 55, just before Pearl Street. Elsewhere, no other major problems to speak of this morning. Pretty much a smooth drive in. Buckle up and drive safe. This update brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the place to refinance your auto loan, home loan, or apply for low-interest signature loans at River Trust Federal Credit Union.
6: When you need an oil change, go see Central Mississippi's oil change specialists at Car Care Clinic JetLube. Their twenty eight point full service oil change is more than an oil change. You get peace of mind with premium motor oil, preventative maintenance to change, inspect, check, fill, and clean essential components of your vehicle. And upon request, interior vacuuming. Just drive in, stay in your car, and the job is done in just a few minutes. Plus, Car Care Clinic is COVID compliant. Car Care Clinic offers a ten percent discount for women every Wednesday and military, seniors, and first responders every Thursday and is your locally owned and operated AAA recommended repair shop in the Jackson Metro. An A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau with ASC certified mechanics. Car Care Clinic has been a trusted business for great service for over 45 years. Visit any of their convenient locations or go to cccjl.com for savings. Car Care Clinic. We want to change your oil, not your schedule. Nobody cares like the
5: Car Care Clinic for your automobile.
6: It's Canon time.
0: Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson. We service Nissans. We also service other makes and models. We'll keep your vehicle ready for your summertime travels. We are open six days a week and no appointment is needed. Nobody beats Canon deal. Nobody.
2: In the runoff election, you have a clear choice. Michael Cassidy proposes $48 trillion in new federal spending. It's the last thing we need while inflation is making us pay more. To stop reckless government spending, we need a real conservative in Congress, like Michael Guest.
5: I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message because you deserve to know the truth. I have a proven conservative record fighting for you and our Mississippi values. I ask for your vote in the June 28th runoff election. Paid for my friends of Michael Guest.
1: are so many good places for you to eat, stay, and play, so take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. We're finding out more about Rosie's Community Garden. It's been going on for six years now. It's on four acres with 36 raised beds, and I say Andy and Jackson's got it right. It's truly the gift that keeps on giving, and one of the original founders, Michelle Harris, is joining us along with two volunteers, Martha and Mike, and you were talking about some of the numbers, being that you're a CPA by day, which which is very interesting because it feels like you're very structured with your day but then gardens very kind of lucid and you get in you you know you get dirty it feels like they do complement each other but by the numbers i mean how much over the last six years has rosie's garden sort of been producing well i'm glad you asked that we um we keep notebooks and we whenever we
3: harvest anything from the garden we go straight to the barn and we have this scale and we weigh it and we have a log book and um then we put it in bags and we have a cooler out there so we have actually um, added up 15,000 pounds, kind of rounded off, to even numbers of produce over the past six years. Um, and then I was kind of looking up, you know, well, how how much how how much does that feed? And it's really hard to say because we don't actually get to see the beneficiaries, um, you know, who they give it out to when we take it to the, the food bank kitchens or the shelter's kitchens, which they're so glad to have it. But we don't really know how many people they feed it to. But I can say that by looking up in the research of Google, it says USDA recommends that you eat 16 ounces of fruit and 20 ounces of vegetables per day, which actually is two and a half pounds if you convert the ounces into pounds. And so two and a half pounds of produce a day. Rose's Garden, we grow about 2,500 pounds per year. So that would be a thousand servings of produce a year, which I don't know how many people that could be. But, um,
1: well, even if it's, you know, someone's getting one serving out of that or multiply that. I mean, that is that is still that that many more that wasn't out there to begin with, right? That those food banks or uh, shelters wouldn't have access to the fresh foods. They're probably feeding them, but you're giving them supplemental, right. you know, sort of nutrition. Mike, I love that you are bringing the Boy Scouts into, or the Eagle Scouts, get, let me get my language right, um, into this project. When you tell them that you, their troop is going to connect with a community garden, are they excited at first? Or are they a little reserved at first? I mean, you wouldn't necessarily think that that would be something that would get them excited.
4: Just like everything, unknown scares everybody. You don't know what you're going into the first time you do something. But at Rosie's Garden, you feel safe. You feel welcomed. You have smiling faces. And it's so appreciated. So the first time you go, within five minutes you're there, it's a wonderful time. Everybody's super excited. They feel welcome, like I said, and they're glad to be there. Now, you know, some of the kids, when they work, <laughs> you, they take a the little extra prodding. It's work, but they learn a good work ethic. And that's what's important, too. Now, we talked about the Eagle Scouts and the projects that yeah. they have there. Um, so in scouting, you have seven ranks in the final and the top. one that everybody seeks to be is an Eagle Scout. That's like your highest rank you can get. And part of being an Eagle Scout is having an Eagle Project. Now, an Eagle Project is two things. The Eagle has to demonstrate leadership to a group of their fellow Scouts, neighbors, school people, anybody. Demonstrate leadership, and they have to improve the community in some way. Well, what better way to improve the community right here at home than doing an eagle project at Rosie's Garden? And Michelle and I were talking yesterday, and I think we have completed eight different eagle projects, mm-hmm. and we have two in the works. What
1: are some of those projects?
4: Um, the first eagle project that was done there was a great big uh, pavilion over the wagon right at the entrance. When you come in, you'll mm-hmm. see the cover. There's a wagon. It's a great big pavilion over the wagon. That was the first eagle project that we did there. That project actually got Eagle Project of the Year at our local council. So really cool idea, really good project. And it's kind of a big project. We have built a second chicken coop Mm -hmm. there. Um, We have landscaped in the shaded area behind the barn. We brought in dirt and landscaped that because it used to kind of wash and water, would sit there, and it's kind of a nasty little area. Now it's all level. It's pretty. You can plant plants in it that was eagle project we have a mint garden that one of our scouts has built the talk about something that keeps on giving the planter boxes yeah and mint will yeah <laughs> mint does. that's how we
1: put it in
3: bo- you know, in containers to contain Woo! it yeah. Right? yeah
4: and um one of the projects was irrigation um one of the scouts redid the irrigation for all of the beds and um we have had um,
2: Lots of different rocks. things.
3: Uh, Charlotte just did the, the painted rocks. The, our,
4: our first female Eagle Scout to be, she painted rocks that uh, they have the different vegetables on them. They're going to be sitting, I guess, on the on mm-hmm. the planter eat- beds, wherever you like. If you have cucumbers in this bed, it's going to be a, a rock at each end that has a cucumber on it. That's, and that's cool. her Eagle project. Yes, and then we've landscaped the very front of the. The last one we just did, we're finishing it this coming Saturday, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, just landscape the rocks around the pavilion out front. So um, this
1: Rosie's Community Garden really is a community effort to keep it going. Because, Michelle, you and your husband, there's no way just the two of you would be able to, to see this thing through. And, Miss Martha, you know, you you said self-proclaimed city girl who never <laughs> got gotten your hands dirty. So what was, what was your first task when you started coming and volunteering? I know there's no real commitment. Like, you don't force anybody to say five times a week or you know whatever so how did you find yourself just coming back and finding your rhythm with
2: being you know kind of one of the main volunteers really just going and watching and observing um weeds um are a constant problem Uh, it's not that i love to pull weeds but i feel such an accomplishment after a bed is cleaned out Uh uh-huh (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't stay clean very long, I'll tell you that, because weeds, just every gardener, I'm sure, has. a. Mm. Uh, so, so that, just planting um, different things that I'd never even seen before. I'd never seen how broccoli grew. I'd never seen how Brussels sprouts grew. Um, just a real, in- it was just very interesting to me. So I just kind of got in there and planted and weeded, and one thing led to another, and um, I was kind of there a lot. So Michelle kind of. Took me under her wing, and she's she's now an official um, mm-hmm. trained volunteer leader.
3: That so she's a natural teacher, so yeah. we actually have a lot of homeschool groups that come, and we also have um, Base Two in Franklin County. They're the, um, they're a program that help train. Uh, disabled um, high schoolers into some kind of job skill and they have been very um, active in coming out and Martha is very good leader of that group she has the patience and just you know the teacher um, kind of leadership that they need and that's been a really a huge help
1: see I know and this is always when I want to remind you listening to good things this started with 6 years ago with an idea you did have you did have $5000 to sort of seed money which isn't chump change but it's also not You know, lots and lots of lots of funds and you just put one foot in front of the other and then you started growing it and then they started coming. And then, you know, it just kind of grew from there because so often we can get caught up at listening to these great stories like Rosie's Garden and think, wow, my community needs one. But there's no way I could organize that with my busy schedule or, you know, I could ask my neighbors to do that. But you never did. It just sort of. It literally grew kind of organically, which Absolutely. is pun intended, right? Exactly. You couldn't have dreamed where you're at now. Oh, no. It was a leap
3: of faith for sure. And, you know, actually, um, my father-in-law, Tom, after we got all... We are actually a nonprofit, and we are, you know, registered. We have um, state charitable, you know, organization. So we have to report um, every year. And I knew it was a lot of work, and I, he passed away within... I think three months of us signing the corporate documents and like being official. And that meant that we could go out and raise money and, and all these things. And I looked at my husband and I'm, I'm like, you know, your dad was the one there every day telling us what we needed to do because we didn't know we had jobs. And, um and he, my father-in-law, Tom, he said, you know, this is a lot of work, Michelle. And I said, I know it is. I said, um he said, it's going to take a lot of people. And I said, I know it will, and we know a lot of people. So you just tell us what we need, and we'll, you know, we're going to do our best effort to make it happen. And so that's kind of what happened. Um, but you know, like I said, it was definitely a leap of faith after he passed away, and um, I still feel like he looks down on the garden and um, you know blesses it up in heaven um, for all the accomplishments that are happening because it's it's definitely a spiritual experience when you come. I mean, you leave I think better than when you first got there. Um, so I think people look forward to, to coming once a month um, on our work days.
1: Which is, which is on your work days, which Jeff in Oxford texts in and says, well, now I want to get my hands in the dirt. And it does when you when you start to hear about the stories. And, you and too, when you are able to get your families out there and your kids out there, and it just all uh, works the way it's supposed to, right? And I know you brought a lot of goodies here for us in the studio to show, so we've got more with Rosie's Garden coming up next here on Good Things.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: weather is sweet.
0: This is Fox on Justice. Moderna's life-saving COVID-19 vaccine was produced with unprecedented speed, but the pharmaceutical firm now faces multiple lawsuits which could leave taxpayers paying the tab. Greg Dolan is a University of Baltimore law professor.
3: The statute um, allows the um, United States government to violate somebody's patent, uh, provided that the person whose patent is violated can then sue the US government in a specialized court called the Court of Federal Claims.
2: That
0: may surprise America. American taxpayers, with Moderna predicting it would bring in at least 19 billion dollars this year. Tahir Amin is co-executive director of IMAC Initiative for Medicines Access and Knowledge. When it comes to the the actual issues of intellectual property and who owns it, and Moderna being able to essentially take all the profit from this by all the public research, I think the liability lies with Moderna. Moderna did not respond to Fox's request for comment. Mike Emanuel, Fox News.
5: I'm Caleb Sailors and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. After suffering its first loss in the College World Series, Ole Miss has one more chance to advance to the national championship. Coach Mike Bianco shares his thoughts on his team's opportunity to play in this game.
0: Uh, we, we've earned the right to play in that that game. You know, we we lose this one, uh, but we won the first two, and that gives you the right to, to do that. And as what's already said, you know, we got our ace going. Uh, if you would have asked, you know, four or five months ago in February, would you like this opportunity to have your ace on the mound and a winner take all to get you to championship series? Everybody would say yes. And so, you know, rather than look at you know what happened tonight, you know, I think the thing is to flush this and, and to look forward to tomorrow with an opportunity to win and stay alive and be one of the last two teams you know uh, competing for a national championship
5: the rebels will face off against the arkansas razorbacks at 3 p.m central time today and the winner will face oklahoma in the national championship series call me old fashioned if you want but i believe there's something to be said for doing good honest
4: work as a craft professional i get to build the places we work in the homes we live and play in the roads we drive on and more And the best part is that I'm learning new technologies as
5: they emerge or evolve.
4: Hmm, maybe I'm not so old-fashioned after all.
5: Trade up. Discover the power of career and technical education and start building your career. This message brought to you by the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation. Building tomorrow's workforce today.
0: News happens fast. There's a lot to take in. And a lot to hear. From all across the Magnolia State. And the foremost spot for Mississippi News is Supertalk.fm. Your Mississippi News. On air and online. Supertalk.fm.
5: Ladies and gentlemen,
2: It's, it's summer. Summer.
0: There's a cool way to wrap up a hot summer day. It's called Sports Talk Mississippi. Afternoons 3 to 6 on Supertalk Mississippi.
1: and planning your Mississippi getaway. Everything you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. And we're getting to know a little bit more about Rosie's Community Garden today. If you haven't taken your browser over to supertalktv.com, now would be a good time to do it. uh, Rosie put up, no rhino, Mm -hmm. ours, but different, totally different people, put up a wonderful photo that you can see the aerial shot of the cross um, that the 36 raised beds are made into. And then you'll also see my guests who are joining us in the studio. Michelle, you mentioned uh, well, you did mention you brought some of the goodies that you guys do there, and it's not just vegetables. Y'all have herbs and spice, or herbs and flowers, and fruit and chickens. I heard. What don't you have there? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot,
3: um, but I'm excited. I, I brought these little gifts. You know, I always bring you goodies. You know, I like we like people who bring goodies. Um, so i'm not a i'm not an expert on the flowers but i've made friends with the master gardeners i I became a master gardener two years ago my husband and i went through the because halfway through doing this garden for three years we kind of realized that we really didn't know what we were doing we were just you know taking the advice of other people who were coming out that did know what they were doing but we felt like we were kind of behind the eight ball so we had some time and we were able to take the class and we learned so much it was a very interesting class um if you want to do that, uh, the mission of the Master Gardeners is basically to help other people in their own home gardens, um, and it's a great program. It, you have to get 40 hours of uh, service, well, 30 hours of service and 10 hours of education every year to keep it up, but you just keep learning and learning all kinds of stuff. Um, so this is a little bouquet of, um, it's got actually some herbs, flowers, I can't name all of these Um the zinnias and the roses obviously are very common, and the gladiolas, the cosmos are this little orange one. Um, so the master gardeners adopted two beds, and they call that their pollinator bed, which you've got to have yeah. pollinator beds in order to pollinate the, the flowers to make the fruit. Another fun fact that people don't know, um, fruit means, uh, flower means fruit. So a lot of people think like okra is a vegetable, it's actually a fruit tomatoes are fruits most I think a lot of people know about that um anything that flowers is not just right right
4: so squash
1: (laughs) and other lies you may tell yourself
3: (laughs) yeah so squash and zucchini uh, eggplant those are all fruits they come from a flower so um that was just kind of something interesting that I've learned recently and trying to teach my my grandkids when they come out um so anyway uh this is just a little bouquet for you So, and then we just got a huge donation from um, Van Zyderden, which is one of the leading um, producers of flower bulbs. And they ship throughout the whole United States, 450 million bulbs. That's a lot of flowers. they are headquartered in Meridian, Mississippi. And um, through a mutual connection, um, they reached out to us and they gave us almost $5,000 worth of bulbs. Uh, and also some other vegetable like asparagus, blueberry, um, bear root, uh, other things too. But um, the gladiolas, they we had just, oh gosh, I mean, 30 bins of gladiolas. And so we were trying to get them out. There's no way we could use all those at our garden. So we kind of connected. We connected with the Master Gardeners of Rankin County. They reached out to their connections. So, That donation went to um, cemeteries, other church gardens. I mean, it went Mm -hmm. far and wide. Um, And so we were very grateful uh, to them. And I think we'll keep that connection for other donations in the future um, now that we know about them. So we we grow a lot of the common things that you would know, um, okra, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, squash, zucchini. But I brought some things that um, are maybe a little different. To people and you don't may not see it in the grocery store um so have you seen a white eggplant i have not so and i haven't tasted these yet they just these are the first time i've harvest them this morning and i think they'll get a little bit bigger um, but as far as taste between a white one and a purple one i'm not sure of the difference yet um these purple these are purple pod beans and they um they, i think they'll grow a little bit longer than this but they're green when you cook them and if I snap them open, they're green inside. And they taste, um, one of our volunteers, Jane Richardson, gave me the seeds to to grow these. And that was one of the, um, I didn't, did we mention the um, the growing tunnels as one of the Eagle Scout projects? Right.
4: That, um, no, I missed that one.
3: <laughs> so we have two um, really nice, they have arch roofs on them that have um, wire um, structure. And so the vines of these beans grow up and they completely cover it. Oh, cool. And so you can walk through the inside of it and harvest these beans. And it's it's a really neat experience to go inside there and, and harvest the, the beans. So they're, they're doing exactly what they want it, They need to do is cover the whole thing. And um, it hasn't been successful in the past couple of years, but this year is going to be a bumper crop of these beans. And then we have this thing called snake beans that will get a foot and a half to two feet long. And so... You walk through there, and it, all these things are dangling down. So that's that's going to be a really fun experience in a couple months. Um, what else do we have? Okay, oh, This, yes. is, well, this weapon. is probably, yes. So everybody's fascinated with this. Um, this is it. actually, it's called a loofah gourd. It is in the squash family. But is the sponge inside here. Um, so when it dries out in the fall, it takes six months to grow this. And you plant it in the spring, and it harvests in the fall. So then it dries out, and you peel the skin off, and you have the lupus lupus sponge. Is that like the thing you exfoliate with? Exactly. So you can use it in the shower. I tell people it's really great at the kitchen sink to wash dishes. It will last a year. You can um, put it in the microwave for 30 seconds to sanitize it. So we... um, we always give out seeds. People want, if you want to grow this yourself, you can. They're very prolific, but you've got to have a lot of room because one seed will grow a 20-foot vine and produce about 50 of these. Holy
1: guacamole. Yeah. Holy loofah land. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> the other thing is it is edible when it's young,
3: so it's like a zucchini. It looks just like a zucchini. It's green, dark green. The flesh
1: inside is yellow. You Didn't you say your
3: son yes, ate one? My
4: son ate one, and it tastes just like zucchini squash.
1: That's pretty cool. You mentioned, your, your Mike, your son. How old is your son?
4: I have three. I have a 23-year-old, a 21-year-old, and a 13-year-old. Have
1: they all been out to the garden?
4: Every one of them has been out to the garden, yes.
1: Is it unique or is it a cool experience to watch them get to experience the garden? But probably the youngest one for sure. The
4: youngest one for sure, yes, because he's been out there for about four years now, and he started younger than the rest mm-hmm. of them. And it's like we were talking earlier off air of, he... He's one of those kids. He likes to experience new things. So Michelle was telling a story about how every all the little gardens that we were going around, all the beds, he wanted to taste one of everything to see what it tastes like. So it's very awesome to watch the curiosity of these kids' brains as they go through each. And you tell them this is what this is. Well, tell me about that. I mean, just all these questions that these kids ask. So it's a learning, and she is so great at just explaining to everyone. She wants to educate everybody about what's going on, what this is, what this does, how we grow this. Any questions she has, I don't think she's been stumped yet. So... Well, and if she made it through my well, Ms. son, Martha
1: she's... said she has her phone by her all the time to so she can Google if she needs to, which is like a smart woman. Well,
4: children don't need to know that.
1: <laughs> I know, no, children definitely don't need to know that. She's
4: a smart adult. Yeah.
1: And Miss Martha being a, um, uh, you know, um, a retired t- elementary teacher mm-hmm. or a, a retired teacher. Um, well, you're not a retired teacher. You're always a teacher. But from you're the profession of teaching mm-hmm. you're from the class, you're retired from the classroom. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. What's it like for you to see these kids come out and their eyes up, I mean, I'm sure you're
2: watching them. You, you're like math, science, mm-hmm. you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Um, and I think that's probably one of the things that drew me to it because teachable moments are everywhere on us on a morning when those kids are there. And, of course, kids are just excited about anything and everything. But they, you know, just to see things that, like I said, I'd never seen. You know, broccoli growing, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts are hard to find because they're on the stalk at the bottom and you gotta peel back the. And then when they find them, they go, there's a,
6: there's a bowl there's
2: a bowl. You know, uh, carrots that are different colors. Pur- I didn't know there was a purple carrot, but yeah. you know, purple carrots, if they dig out there, look at mine, it's purple! Um, the chickens, the chicken coop, that's a whole nother teachable moment. Um, and then there's just, like Mike said, you know, you're, the two things I remember with teaching so much, you know, you can have the best curriculum, you can have the greatest, you know, equipment, anything, but, as long as you give a good example when you're working with kids a good example and have high expectations you're going to have some results with whatever you're doing and and so they're getting an education with this they're seeing their their leaders or their parents or helpers or adults that they see me you know a grandmother who's down on my knees digging you know good example helping the community making a little place in our world better um, and then the expectations. You know, parents come out there, especially those those homeschool groups who are in the midst of educating their children. And these are the expectations that I expect you to do. We're going to learn today. We're going to get down here. We're going to dig in the dirt. We're not going to whine. We're not going to – this is just what, what we need to do. So teachable moments everywhere, everywhere.
1: And there's so many good moments, too. We've got a few more moments with Rosie's Garden coming up next.
4: Do
6: the watermelon crawl.
0: Fox
5: on tech. A couple of weeks ago, we told you that over in Europe, the big powers decided that all tech devices for consumers would need to conform to USB-C charging ports and cables. That means Apple would need to adopt USB-C for all its devices to be sold in Europe. Currently, Apple favors its own proprietary charge port called Lightning. That's the small one with the thin contact. Now, three U.S. lawmakers are following Europe's lead. Senators Bernie Sanders of Vermont and Elizabeth Warren and Ed Markey of Massachusetts are demanding we make the same changes. They've sent a letter to Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo asking to help push the U.S. to conform as well, arguing it will reduce costs for consumers and reduce electronics waste if people don't need to keep buying different charging cables for all their different devices. Apple, which makes some of their devices with USB-C, is now reportedly testing iPhones with it. With Fox on Tech, I'm Evan Brown, Fox News.
0: It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Supertalk app and Supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Supertalk Mississippi.
6: This is House Call for Health. A recent study finds your best times to do workouts may be based on what you want out of them. Scientists at Skidmore College in New York say workout time of day results can be different for men and women. Researchers found women working out in mornings burned more belly fat. Men wanting better results burning belly fat should work out at night. Evening exercise helped women with strength, power, and endurance. Men lowered blood pressure, heart disease risks, and burned more fat in the evenings. 140 women and more than 60 men from the Maratoga Springs, New York area, responded to ads about the study. Of them, 30 women and 26 men were chosen to participate. They were all healthy, non-smoking people with no cardiovascular or metabolic diseases per their medical histories. All of the participants were also highly active individuals. The study was published in Frontiers of Physiology. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health, I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News.
0: Teacher's asleep. Looks like he's dreaming. Man,
4: I can't wait to hang up my team mascot.
2: <laughs>
0: I-, I think he's having a nightmare. No. This is part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you
5: dig is so easy, you can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Overlook Farms.
6: Hello, sir. Do you have a minute to chat about the beef turkey of the month?
0: A minute? (laughs) I've got hours. What? Because Ingenia Herbicide from BASF has the lowest use rate, I covered more soybean acres more efficiently.
6: If now's not a good time...
0: Thanks to Ingenia Herbicide, I've got plenty of time. What flavors you got?
6: Oh, we've got barbecue, jalapeno...
0: Ingenia Herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Every application of Ingenia Herbicide requires the use of a pH-buffering adjuvant. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions the magnolia state to the world you're listening to super talk mississippi Mississippi at supertalk.fm rebecca turner she's smart and pretty good things with rebecca turner continues on super talk mississippi
6: i'm a morning time we're going strong
1: a lot of good things to do in Mississippi, so make sure you take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. I hope you've enjoyed the inspiring story of Rosie's Community Garden today on Good Things. I know I have. Just to remind you, this was just Michelle's idea six years ago. She had a little extra cash that she had won and decided how can I give back to my community? Fast forward, and man, you've got four acres, 36 raised beds, wildflowers, fruits, master volunteers, Eagle Scouts. I mean, when you stop and think about it and and take it all in. It, it it just has to be, I guess, a lot, right? Yeah. A lot, yes. So I hope folks are excited about this, and if they want to get out and be a part of the garden any way they can or support it, what what does the garden need to keep going and thriving?
3: Well, if you follow our um, Facebook page, Rosie's Garden, um, and we also have a website, rosiesgarden.org, we have uh, a schedule, our calendars posted on there, our monthly, we have volunteer work morning And it's once a month. It's usually the second Saturday of every month. And right now, because of the heat, I'm really encouraging people to come as early as you can. Um, I get up at the crack of dawn. It's like 5 a.m. And I like to get out in the garden by 7. I'm usually out of the garden by 9 or 9.30. I know that a lot of people appreciate their sleep on Saturday mornings. And so I've officially posted um, these hot months to be 8.30 to 10.30. We have actually three groups coming this weekend. i um, excited to say that Blue Cross Blue Shield volunteers are coming back, and they've committed once a month for the rest of this year. Um, we have the Crown Club High School girls from the Rankin County Junior Auxiliary that are coming, and they, they come once a month. Um, the, we're going to finish up an Eagle Scout project, so there will be a lot of the um, Boy Scouts there. Um, who else? Oh, and there's a church group. Um, my church, my church ladies are coming out this, this Saturday. So it's going to be a big day in the garden. I'm going to have lots of water and Gatorade because I don't want anybody to have heat stroke. Um, we do have a shady area under the trees that's really nice. We've got seating there if you need to take a break. Um, we've got a bathroom. So that we have everything you need. I just, um, want everyone to be safe. We um, once a year we also invite the whole community to come do the Earth Plant Day. It's always centered around um, Earth Day, which is April twenty second. So we choose the Saturday closest to that day to invite everybody that would ever curious about the garden to come visit. You don't have to work. We will actually have lots of neat snacks, uh, lots of things that we make um, are from what we've grown. And then we do um, all kinds of flavored teas and waters and just trying to get people excited about how easy it is to take mint and seep it and put with stevia. In fact, I brought you some stevia. I love love that. The sweet leaf stevia that, you know, is now the popular Uh organic. This is truly organic. This is what grows in the garden. We've got a huge plant of it. And if you just take a little bitty pinch off this leaf and you put it in your mouth, it is super sweet. So to sweeten something, you um, would put it in hot boiling water with some leaves or whatever it is you want to sweeten. And it really does taste very refreshing. Um, I looked up, how do you make um, stevia extract? So you actually boil it in vodka. Now you're talking. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought, wow, that's interesting. So the alcohol will burn off, but you're left with this sweet syrup and it's from vodka. Interesting. Interesting. No wonder it's so
1: popular. (laughs) No, but I think that's cool. And I also think it's just giving people uh, the opportunity to learn how simple it is to live simple. Right. I mean, because I think we overcomplicate almost everything and we overcomplicate the ideas of how we can give back and help in our communities. And sometimes, you know, it it will just grow if you just have the servant sort of heart. And then maybe you are like Miss Martha or you're like Mike, who buys into one other person's idea. Like you don't have to be the founder. But if you connect with something that's working, you find your peace because there's no way everybody could do this, you know, alone. It, it really does take a village uh, in that way, um, for sure. If they have seeds they want to donate or gardening equipment or gloves or things like that, mm-hmm. I mean, I know you guys would also be grateful to, to have those type of things.
3: Absolutely. Um, we do supply gloves. I mean, you're, we encourage people to bring your own gloves and a hat, a sunscreen, and a water bottle, but if you happen to forget those supplies, we have them. Um, it seems that we are always running out of like hand tools and uh, rakes and hoes and things like that. So we are welcome to take donations like that for sure.
1: Any future plans for the garden or is it maxed out on the four
3: acres? Um, My husband definitely wouldn't want to say it's maxed out (laughs) Mm -hmm. because he's in charge of mowing and the weed control as far as the walkways and keeping a lot of things, you know, the equipment working. We actually are going to plant a sunflower field um, this weekend too at the front Mm -hmm. And he's got it all ready. He's got this huge, like, four inches thick of mulch that's already there. So hopefully we'll be able to keep the weeds down in that area. Um, But we we should have a really pretty sunflower field this fall um, with that being planted. I do have, um, go ahead.
1: I was going to say the sky is definitely the limit with that, but we are out of time today with Rosie's Garden. Um, if you missed any of it, you can always catch us back on YouTube. It will be up on that Super Talks YouTube page. Um, and then find them on Facebook, but stick with us. You got more coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from three to six. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at two, but until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.
4: things for you here good things for you give good things for you